action. This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... This is stupid. How was I supposed that to was know? A, it was a little sampling well, of the were, dialogue if, from this movie. If you were uh, looking at uh, the screen, Cody, we this were is called Cody. <laughs> we were moving moving our mouths. And this is called Cody looked away to eat his pizza, thinking he had a moment. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, there are uh, cue cards in the episode descriptions. Uh, if you want to know what what that dialogue was, don't yeah. put that work on I, Chad. I said, I said, I'm Chad, and Mark said, and I'm Mark. Yeah, so that's. That's what we said. You just couldn't hear it because it's a silent podcast. <laughs> you know, silent podcasts like they had in the 1920s and 30s. Yeah. I mean, it would have been funny and less work for us if we had just uploaded an hour and a half of silence <laughs> and then at the very end been like, the artist is fine. See you next time. <laughs> it's fine. Shouldn't have won, but you know, life is better. Is what it is. <laughs> See you next time. And that's it. Um, Anyway, this show, as you know by now, it's Best Pictures, so we're trying to find the gosh dang best movies of our entire life, and to do that, we each pick our favorites for a particular year, and then we also look at what the Oscars chose, and this time, they were like, let's let's kick it old school. Let's, uh, let's watch yeah. a silent black and white film. Right. Um, Is that uh, all we do on the podcast? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. There's not like a part where we can talk well, about like current movies or anything like well, that. Well, I, I'm when I transition, there is, but not yeah, I was, intro. I was just trying to transition my way. All right, uh, we're gonna do the Megaplex now, Chad. Talk about whatever you want to. Now, I'm gonna eat my pizza. Now it is time for Megaplex. I uh, did go to the Megaplex this week, but not mm-hmm. for this movie. Okay, because this movie you can find on Netflix. It's called Kate, and it's about a girl who gets poisoned, and she is mad about it, and she kills people. Uh, Cody looks like he's setting up the. Uh, oh, I'm, the, I'm just no. I'm just listening to you. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Kate is it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who is fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, that, that didn't make the sound I thought it did. No. Well, it, it makes me think of that cartoon wolf who, like, you know, his, almost, his eyes boing out and he, like, it's, hits his head with a mallet. And that was. There, that yeah, may, is that better? That's, that's, that's that better. also evokes. I wolf. think if and you that is what I like those when I was two, watching this movie, if right. you combine those two sounds, you do get in a wooga, but neither of them on their own. There we go. Hold on, go ahead. That, that's it. Go again. Okay. Almost. That's all. There it is. Okay. Okay. You know okay. Now Let's, we're talking. All right. Now, now the boys. The boys. Now we're talking about it. Now, now we're talking two. about. Chad, it. say the actress's name again. Oh, yeah. Uh, it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who. It, oh, yeah. Yeah. It always okay. misses. Uh, you have to hit it twice for it to get the. All right. The so hit, hit it once. Hit it once. Okay. So the film Kate stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of at the beginning, but yeah. <laughs> they, they were yeah, telling that's... me I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you have to pay for, for more? <laughs> no, whistles? it's just I, I three strikes. So All right. oh, okay. I gotta gotcha. I thought that was the soundboard's clever way of saying you're out of free sounds. You have to spend $4.99 for the full soundboard app or something. Oh, like I'll that. never be out. Ah. 
It's a is bad a fart? app. It's a yeah, duck it's, quack. It's, oh, that was a fart. That's more like it. Hey, do that one again. Okay, but there's ads if you hit a certain <laughs> amount. <laughs> so that's dumb. Wait, does that mean we finally have sponsors in the show? <laughs> Not for us. Not for us. Okay. Well, so uh, Kate. It kind of falls into that Netflix model of like, um, give a filmmaker a chance to make an action movie with a couple of like big leads, pretty low budget. Uh, but like the stunt work and action choreography is going to be incredible and nothing else is really going to be that mind blowing. Um, I liked it. It's very similar, about on par with Gunpowder Milkshake, which we talked about earlier on the podcast on an episode a while back. Um, but uh, I think the stunt was better and uh, the stunt work and the action choreography was better. But uh, story-wise, they were both pretty basic. Um, it feels like kind of, uh, what's the word? John Wicky? Well, that I was going to say that it feels kind of um, cliche to call something like this John mm. Wicky. Yeah. <laughs> but well, but it is. I, mean, I can't think of another yeah. way to describe it. it. It just has that kind of like energy to it. Um, and I do want Mary Elizabeth Winstead to be a villain in a future John Wick movie. I think that would be fun. I feel like what people took from John Wick is that like we can make a movie with a bad plot and good action and people will see it. Whereas mm-hmm. like John Wick has, I mean, it's not a great plot, but it does have like world building. Yeah. Uh, and Gunpowder Milkshake like attempted to craft a similar world, but it just felt a little more artificial, I guess, than it did in John Wick. I don't know. Were there a lot of fights in it? Yeah, there are lots of fights. Are you going to do it like a fight? Sound they sound like this. Oh. Okay, then yeah, I they, get an ad. Uh, kind, Cody just played a clip like from Kate, actually. That's exactly yeah, that what actually it was. An, an audio clip from Kate. It's the kind of action you can expect. Yeah, we're trying to um, hit some new things here on the show today. Mary Elizabeth Winstead goes through three different hairstyles in this movie that takes place in a 24-hour period. Uh, and I think that that's fascinating. Does she like go to a barber or is it accidentally caught or no. is she like putting on disguises? So she's in one really cool action scene where it's like her versus 20 dudes. And one of the last dudes like has is holding on to her hair, like at the back of her head. And she has a knife and then she like cuts his hand and his fingers go flying off. And with his fingers also hair gets chopped off. But it gets chopped off in like kind of like a perfect like it goes from like long hair to like shoulder length hair. Yeah. And uh, the shoulder length, I think, was like the best look for her. But for some reason, she decided to like even it out. I guess it wasn't quite even. So so she spends like a good 20 minute chunk with the shoulder length hair. And then she goes for like more of like a bob uh, when she cuts it herself in the bathroom. Gotcha. Uh, All three hairstyles looked great. She is a, an attractive woman, and I am brave enough to say that on the podcast. I'm, I'm proud of you. None Ewan of us McGregor, have Pilgrim episode. Ewan McGregor, I was going to say he doesn't deserve her, but actually he does. He's a very attractive man as well. And he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. It's true. He is. I'm, a, I'm not a huge fan of the Bob hairstyle. I'm, I'm not. A bigger fa- I'm a bigger fan of the Larry hairstyle, if we're honest. Bald, I'm a, a, I'm a fan ball. of... <laughs> Because Bob's got like a little bit of like the green on the top of his. Yeah, we're talking veggie tails. We're talking veggie tails. Um, I was gonna say I like the Robert, which is you know a bob with a little bit longer. Mm. That's that's about what her shoulder length was, I think. Was gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
we started calling that a robert my god uh i'd love that that'd be fun uh but no i mean watch it if you want to watch some cool action scenes i don't know i was kind of i discovered very quickly into the movie i didn't have to give it my full attention i just needed to lean in for the action scenes and it's perfect for that kind of thing just that's uh, how i felt about the artist as well i kind of like looked on my phone for most of the time <laughs> right right you you weren't reading the text on the screen you were just yeah uh, i would just listen to the music was there something I mean, on the screen you get a lot from from the music yeah. Well, it's, what's frustrating about the artist, and we will. Nope, 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 nope. Sometimes they don't show the text. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. They choose. That, that, well, that, that is, that's, that's a common. Film that, that, I know, that's truly I know, very common. But I hate it. <laughs> I want to no, know everything that's Chad, Haven't you heard about show, don't tell? Yes, yeah, I, but I'm I want to know every. I'm a completionist. I want to know everything that's said. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like, I, I think there's some complaints about the artist but i don't uh, that is not one for me like uh, just because it That's is a, a standard silent that is film a complaint thing. about silent films not uh, just the artist i've seen enough like shorts and silent film stuff that it's just like yeah oh, you can figure Cody, out what's going Cody on knows okay. they only put dialogue when you can't like piece together what they're saying anyway right. mark what did um, you watch yeah mark what did you watch um, I went to the movie theater and saw another kind of dumb action flick, much like Chad, although mm-hmm. mine was in the movie theater. It's called Cop Shop. How many cops um, did you buy at the uh, cop shop? I just bought one. I, cool. I don't yeah, know why it's called uh, Cop Shop. You know, me either, other than it takes place like 90% in a like a police station, which you could call a cop shop. Is that like a slang yeah. term for a police station as a cop shop? I've sure. never heard it, but it makes sense to me. Also, yeah. one of the cops gets paid off. I uh, know. You know what? There are actually two cops that are paid off. So, you know, there's that. Um, but what is I mean, a... it's got Frank Grillo, who I'm a fan of. It's got um, and he looks insane in this movie. <laughs> what's his face? The guy that I always think is Russell Crowe. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler um who is good in this movie uh, uh a cop shop is just slang for a police station okay that makes sense okay it's so the movie has some good performances the plot was pretty basic um the action mm-hmm. was pretty basic in my opinion um but the vfx a- tracking was done so well absolutely i was the, a huge whoever was VFX on the tracking traffic. artist team on that thousand percent did a great job i assume it. that chad and i had this idea separately and you know not because of any people that chad knows i no. imagine that chad definitely doesn't know anyone involved with the making of this movie i no I joke think chad's biggest assumption is that person listens to the podcast <laughs> he does not but i'm <laughs> yeah, still gonna give mark mcdaniel a shout out congrats um, on your on your name on the silver screen friend chad, did, did, is that why you saw the movie uh, yeah, I, I, I went with him. Oh, I genuinely thought that the trailer looked fun. Uh, I, never I knew saw nothing, the trailer. I knew nothing about this movie. I um, saw like two trailers and, you know, the setup of like there are two, you know, there's a guy locked in in the cop shop. Mm-hmm. Another guy gets locked in there that wants to kill him, but they're in different cells. And then a third guy comes that wants to kill the first guy. And it's like, OK, well, now it's like, you know, kind of a yeah. bounty hunter off. Yeah, that. It, it was a that very an, fun like an setup. hour to and set it, up I had once a, you got there. I had a blast watching it. Like that setup is so fun. Yeah. Um, and all three of those characters are good. The main cop girl is good, a cab, mm-hmm. but she's a good cop. Um, 
other than that, pretty forgettable movie. Yeah. Um. The who whoever's who's the like the main villain? The guy who like I comes in. I did not recognize him. He, I didn't see it. He was in Glow in season three of Glow. Uh, I didn't watch um, season three of Glow. Gotcha. That's what I knew him. I don't know his name, but he's giving the hammiest, most fun performance. He's very big. His accent's crazy. Uh, uh, Toby Huss. Toby, congrats on the good acting. If you listen to the show, um, he's on King of the Hill, Adventures of Pete and Pete, Carnival, Halt and Catch Fire. Toby Huss. Yeah, that sounds like a name I've heard. Well, it's a name um, I've heard now, and he's good in Cop Shop. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot of stuff that I've seen. He was in Horse Girl. Um, oh, he was in Halloween, the new Halloween movie. Oh. That might be. Who does he play in it? Is he the uh, podcaster? Plays Ray Nelson. No. no, he's older than the podcaster. He's probably like a cop or something. He's in the new Ghostbusters. He looks like a cop. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's in a ton of huge stuff. I mean, but if he's in the new Ghostbusters and the 2018 Halloween, those are pretty big. I mean, he plays yeah. Officer Stevenson in Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think he right. has like he has small small roles in mm-hmm. you know right. he's a, character a couple actor. of big yeah. things. But he's a lot of fun in this movie. Um, like probably my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, I had you know I I think that this would be a good Netflix movie. Um, I agree. Not that movie should stop being in theaters, mm-hmm. um, but it just fits that bill of like those kinds of movies that are going to Netflix. Yeah, like the low budget action movie that like they've stopped putting in theaters because they're not as profitable. Um, just drop them on Netflix. It's like a nice way to retain subscribers. Toby Huss plays the um, the husband and. In- husband in Halloween. He's Judy Greer's husband. He also... He's Judy Greer's husband? Yes. He is also the dad in Dickinson. Okay. Didn't watch Which is a a main role. Like, that's... uh, Once I saw him, I was like, oh, I know who this is. Gotcha. He's he's the dad in Dickinson. And he's great. Uh, Cody, what do you see in in the Megaplex? Sorry, I'm now reading. He, uh, he He's known for his voiceover work on King of the Hill, which included his role as the Asian-American character. So that doesn't seem you great. Know, not everyone's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, casting directors I mean, are... Yeah, that movie yeah. came out in the 90s. We're That's having different... I mean, show. that show came out in show. the 90s. We're having I know, different conversations I know. now. And it's still... It's, it's not ongoing, so it's not yeah. like The Simpsons where like they replace yeah. or they need to replace if they haven't. Yeah, uh, they did. Um, I, I saw Tammy Faye. You saw what part of her? The eyes of Tammy Faye. Is that a sequel to the eyes of March? That's called the eyes of March. Dipshit. You know it's a slant rhyme. I'm going to, I want to say that it's a good joke. You said uh, the eyes of March. Yes, that is what. March yeah. Said. You know what? I thought it was decent. I thought it was worth a shot. Uh, I, I'm a boundary pushing comedian. Sometimes I miss. Um, True. So uh, yeah, we all watched the eyes of Tammy Faye. The eyes of Tammy Faye is that right? That's not correct, Mark. Ugh. I know what Cody thinks of this movie. Cody wasn't the biggest fan of it, right? No, I think it's a book report. I don't. I yeah. don't find it very. interesting. I think that like it. It feels like a story that I've heard before. It's got good yeah. performances. I think the performances are great. 
I think that the, I don't know that this is a story I've heard before. And I, I push mean, back on that. Like, what do you mean? I mean, it's I don't like know. A, the if the story like, of Jim Baker is a story I've heard before, but the story of Tammy Faye is kind of one I haven't. You know, that's that's probably fair. Where it's like, you know, a movie about a televangelist, and then it ends up that they're just in it for the money is not like you know a, a surprising story to me or people who have heard of televangelists. Um, you know, the story of his wife who gets like swept along is not normally told, but like, I don't know. I don't see much of a line between the two of them. What do you mean? I mean, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, she's pretty complicit in everything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he is probably, you know, he as like a man in a relationship in the 80s, like, you know, he d- does have control of the situation a little bit more than her. She's not in the financial stuff. Um, but I, I feel like if it's like, oh man she was just trying to help people and he was the one who was um you know scamming people i don't necessarily buy that per se i don't know i mean i think the movie makes a decent case for it i mean i think like i mean i think that's what the movies has her hands aren't like totally clean but like i mean a lot of stuff that was like in the movie is just factual like her attempting at least to be like an ally to the lgbt community and like just being a different voice than jim baker was or than anyone else was but not to say she was like a great good person but just to say that like maybe it's a little more complicated than like the the instinct is definitely to write both of them off as just like con artists shams whatever but maybe there's something a little bit different and special about about tammy faye and, and her heart I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of walked away from the movie being like, well, I don't really know what it's trying to really do or say. It just is kind of reporting the facts as they happen. I also think the movie f- truly fucking ends for 45 minutes, and I found yeah. that exhausting. Um, that is uh, most movies nowadays, though. No, it is, and but it's, it's a problem. But it's like, oh, they're getting... There was one scene where it was like, they're going on camera to confess what they did. This feels like the natural ending. Oh, there are still straight up 45 minutes and it is all falling yeah. action. It's not like anything new or plot advancing or anything happens in those 45 minutes. It's all just outcome. And it's like, uh, guys, and even know. like the final scene where she's like in a final concert, I feel like might have been twice as long as it needed to be. I agree I, with that. I loved it though. I had so much joy watching it. She's she's so fun as Tammy Faye, and like the singing, the good is performance. Great. The, she yeah. is. It's a it's a good performance. Um, I don't know. I just do not have a lot of sympathy for for Tammy Faye Baker. Oh no, and that's fair. But like, I don't know. When the movie presents it in such a way, it's like it's a fun ride to take, at least to like. Think it's about really things. weird how Jim it was worse. And they mm. did kind of skate around a few things. And I was like, that's really interesting. What do you mean? Like skate around like things that Jim did? Yeah, that, that sexual assault thing that they kind of mentioned, mm. they just kind of pass it off as an affair in the movie because that's what he's well, trying to pass it off as. Right. And I think I get that, but it's still like we never see that woman and she was a very big public figure at totally. the time. I think that and I could be wrong and maybe it's like not the right way to make this movie or maybe there is no right or wrong way to make this movie but the way I saw all of it was like 
I mean, seeing it literally through the eyes of Tammy Faye, like her perspective, she was totally blind to it until yeah. the day he confessed. And so like, you didn't really see those like building, uh, those things building up to that other than seeing his distance to her. So like, you could see the, how it affected like their relationship and their marriage, but you didn't see the actual actions because like Tammy simply wasn't there for it. You're right. I don't think there's a single scene that she's not. There like, are. There are witnessing. I think that there's at least one or two. Oh, okay. Well, that like I can think of one off the top of my head, but what's okay. that? Well, what is it? I mean, yeah. it's towards the end. It's where I mean, like, kind of a spoiler, I guess. It's history. But, I mean, matter. it's it's when. Um, uh, D'Onofrio, I forget the character's name, even though he's very famous. You're right. Yeah. You're right. It cuts to him. It it's when D'Onofrio is him. talking to the assistant, um, yeah. which is basically like explaining, oh, right. explaining something that happens in literally the next mm-hmm. scene. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's Jerry that Falwell she, Sr. is the yes, Jerry playing. Falwell Sr., which I think is funny because like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think he was known as Jerry Falwell Sr. at the time. It's just like, sure. now it's like, it's not the one who's still alive. <laughs> right. Um, uh, which is a, another fun performance. I, he plays it just like yes. he plays yeah. Kingpin from Daredevil. And uh, I think that that's fun that he's playing like this mega church. Similar like, energies. Yep. Not, uh, I think that Daredevil has, or like Kingpin has a little bit more like childness in him yeah he does he's uh, a little more um yeah, yeah. mannered and yeah. yeah this guy's all business and just all power yeah we need to stop the rising left the evil corrupt depraved the the, the reagan stuff was like interesting that. but you know, yeah. it, it, they, they kind of skate around it pretty fast. I don't know. Ever since I watched Miss America, I've been really fascinated about that era because we mm-hmm. were kind of acting like a certain rise in ideals has happened recently. And it really has its roots in 80s Reaganism and the conservative movement mm-hmm. towards conservative and evangelical and yeah. Republican being yeah. completely intertwined, which was not always the case. Yeah. Um. So... It's interesting. We yeah, gonna, I don't know. Like, I thought it was cool. uh, we ever gonna just get out of this no. two-party binary that's no. killing us no. all? Not with no. the way our current. No. I mean, if we maybe overthrow the government, which I'm not suggesting, FBI. Um, um, no, there's no, there's no way to do it. That's let's a, look, that's, let's yeah. look into it as an that's, option. That's about like we'll the only way that. that it could possibly happen. Not suggesting. Yeah. Not mm. you know. Not gonna yeah. take action. I guess but. after January sixth joking about that is probably less funny yeah yeah it's just kind of like i mean that's a viable option yeah, to that, that's something that could happen yeah i don't know I, I, I yeah it, it would have to require a very like popular third party candidate and that just has never really seemed to happen we probably yeah. would it we're would not gonna find it in the libertarian I think, party i think that even with a third party candidate it would just switch to two two parties but one of them is different i mean i think it would require like the fucking rock running like i truly think it would have to take like a celebrity running as a third party to even get someone in the conversation um anywho that's politics this has been the politics tied up in which the movie is definitely tied up in i don't know i think it's okay i mean it reminded me of judy last year which is a movie where i also think the performances are very good feels a bit like a book report i don't know that i really 
that movie actually, I think, kind of lands on what it's trying to say a little bit better. But I, it, it, they mm-hmm. both feel the same for me. They feel like performance showcases, and I mean, kind it of definitely a, a, is that. I just love it's kind of like anonymously directed, even though like, it's directed by someone who directed a Best Picture winner recently. No, or, uh, Best no, Picture nominee not. recently. Nominee. I was Big so, Sick even nominated. It was for writing. I, I didn't get oh, the well, picture. Yeah. Um, actually, I forgot it was the best. But it, still, it should have. It like was weirdly a, left out. A movie right. that I love recently, but then since yeah. then directed like an action movie that got eaten by the pandemic. But honestly, like I don't know what Michael Showalter's like style as a director is. Like I don't really know what his voice is. After it's not a specific one. I think yeah. it's the thing. I think he is a bit anonymous in mm. directing, which is fine. I mean, you can make a great movie. As an anonymous director, I think it he's happens. a very a very empathetic director, but mm-hmm. not necessarily a showy director. Yeah, that's probably a good good assessment of him. Yeah, uh, kind of like the director of this this film we're talking about today. Not too showy. This director has a it's like, insane. This director like has a like a thing that he does though, which is like oh, don't tell him yet. Don't tell him yet. Okay, Chad. Oh, no. What do you think this director is most known for? in france uh, what do you think he makes i would assume like drama like ha! no no okay uh, he is most well known for i'll let mark say it they're like pastiche movies like not quite parodies but they're they're, they're james movies. bond style movies it's a james bond comedy <laughs> spoofs is so, what he is most well known for are we talking like similar to like the naked gun kind of movies probably not, more similar to austin powers wow i don't think that they're as joke heavy i thought they were they they are the more situationally funny than like puns the french or, yeah. or, like, or so like, like get that. smart i i've seen one of his movies to be clear i am not okay. a uh have vanicious scholar um i don't actually know how to say his name uh, but his the other movies are called like oh, OSS one seven one one seven yeah um, and he They're made bo- two of them they both star the same guy well um, the, the, the artist the, guy yeah the artist guy Jean um, uh, Dujardin is most known for comedy yes he's got a face for comedy I, I'm not gonna lie <laughs> um, and the movie. The he made another movie that's like a parody of like Godard movies, or it's about Godard. Um, it's called like uh Godard, I love you, or something like that. I think it's also uh, has an American name. It's called Redoubtable, which is like a pun on undoubtable or something like that. Yeah, which is a Godard movie. And people say it is bad. Um, and then he has the movie that oh my god, Mark, did you know this? His latest movie that comes out this year is called Final Cut. Do you know what it is, Mark? It is a French remake, a zombie comedy film. Yes, it is a French I remake. I think that's going to be good. I'm looking it's at it a now. French remake of One Cut of the Dead, which Mark turned us on no to. No way. I, yeah. think, I think that he would be good at that. I think that this, like, I think that he just has, you know, it's not that he has a style as much as he is able to copy other styles well. The the woman in this movie is in that movie as well. Um, he also made a uh Holocaust movie. Yeah, uh, he, that, he weirdly went super drama. To, his follow up to the artist was a Holocaust. Yeah, and then he was like, "Oh, I'll go back." 
Um, wow, that's fascinating. I bet there's an American remake of that movie coming too. Um, of One Cut of the Dead. I, I feel like I surprised. heard that I, there was. Um, I, so. I mean, we're getting all the every foreign movie we've, we've ever heard of is getting an American remake. We got The Guilty out now as this episode comes out. none of us out. watched it on Netflix. Uh, I heard no, it it's, is... it's not out now as we record, but it's out now as we oh, release okay, the okay, okay, oh, gotcha. okay. Yeah. I mean, we listener, none of us have watched it. I, um, it's, it's playing at the movie theater that I can walk to uh, from my house, so I'm probably okay. going to go see it. The the only one is Parasite because it was such a crossover hit and we're still going to get an right. HBO series in theory. I forgot about that. But like they're not remaking it literally, even though they probably would have otherwise. Right. Good movie. I mean, The Departed was a remake of a foreign film. Like it happens. Yeah. Um, This is a foreign film sort of, but I guess because it is, when it does talk, it is in English. Um, it was not nominated for best foreign film. Yeah, which is interesting because it is a French production, best I can understand. Interesting. It doesn't uh, feel oh, that way well, at all because it's like about Hollywood and like the category right, at the time John was best, in it. best foreign language film. And right. it is in English. It is in English and it's got American actors. And I think it's like co-financed yeah. with some American people, which is why I think it gets I mean, away from that. It's uh distributed by the Weinsteins. I don't it's know. If distributed. It's actually... I don't know if they put any money up initially. Produced. Um, but it is. so so Parasite gets the first like international foreign language distinction. Um, but this movie there's a lot of French people. Um and then this weirdly is the first... like James Cromwell and uh John Goodman and it's the first uh mostly silent movie that to win in like 60 years the most like the first true black and white movie to win since like the 60s and the first like mostly black and white movie to win since schindler um oh, yeah, oh, yeah. i guess schindler I would have been the other long. one yeah oh we're about to have another one the um, best picture oh yeah the maybe uh, what is it called gosh let's uh, see what chad thinks i'm talking about Wait, are there multiple black and white movies coming out? Yeah, and there's one that's poised to win Best Picture, seemingly. He means God. it won an award at TIFF. The thing that is, I'm typically points towards it. Yeah, so. I'm totally blanking on the name of the movie I'm thinking of. It's the name you're of thinking a town of, in Ireland. You're thinking of The Tragedy of Macbeth. I'm not, but. You're not? Okay, okay yeah, because that's not going to win Best Picture. It's going to no. be too weird, but it, it'll yeah. get good stuff. It's, I think Belfast that, that one will be one is that, the. Which, which one is it? Belfast is that is the one on a movie okay that's the one i was thinking of i'm not okay well no i just tragedy of Macbeth, and we're all losing our minds but a24 has never won won. best picture it's never won best picture any Mm. a24 movie they often don't actually get nominated which is interesting um but we'll see this one's got some apple money behind it but yeah belfast is the current favorite to win we will keep checking in but it is the current favorite seemingly um looks fun. i don't know this movie's black and white i don't give a fuck like <laughs> i i i re- really remember liking this movie when i watched it in high school for the oscar ceremony and being like gotcha fuck okay but now i've watched older movies and black and white movies and silent films and i'm mm-hmm. like well this movie's not really doing anything other than the gimmick modernly yeah. the story is not 
I mean, it's not that different from like fucking Star is Born and you have those people talking to each other and falling in love. And so that movie's way better. Um, It's just like, I really was like, I think that's kind of fucking hacky. I think that's my biggest issue with the movie is early in the movie, there's like a big like uh, performance um, and you have, and then there's like a cute little tap dancing on either side of like the prop, you know, That's and you just cool. see the yeah. feet. It's all like very fun, silent film era type uh, things. And it feels like, oh, this is an actual modern day silent film. And then the rest of the movie, that's like the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie is like people sitting down and talking and like having dialogue scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's none of that like spectacle of like what silent films felt like or at least that my understanding of like what good yeah. silent films felt like um it should have been a boring. comedy like I, the the guy talked about that he wanted it to be melodrama because melodramas were a big thing and it's like yeah but they were like fucking phantom of the opera like they were big right. they were yeah super i just the little dog that ran around was the best part of the movie yeah i think like it should have just like lean into it being like if somebody came out and was like, I'm going to make a fucking 1950s studio musical in the mm-hmm. style of the MGM musicals and put all the trappings on it. Cool. Like do that. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. But then give me the showiness of that element. Don't do. Right. Are you there, calling out La La Land colors. specifically or? Are La La you... Land's not doing that. La La Land's trying to do a modern thing. La La Land's good. It's trying it, to do both though not in a quite. way that i don't think it quite clicks together no the the one that does it is um hell caesar and th- that movie works like it does a lot of the pastiche of that era no la la land's trying to be a modern musical it's fucking written by the dear evan hansen they're freaking, um they're freaking tap dancing in the middle of like tap dancing is not not the... predominantly no no you're wrong on this read chat i've <laughs> You're wrong. I think that I am. You are. It is not trying to be an MGM musical, which are known for on set. They are MGM musicals are on set. They're the like circle spinning around. You have all the dancers. You have the pools. Like it's it's not doing that. Hill Caesar is like specifically doing like a Buzz Busby Berkeley like top down stage set musical. I think that La La Land is doing like what if we did. A musical like they did in the 50s using modern technology which is yeah. is like so they're not it's not gonna look and exactly feel like the like top down on a set because we don't fucking make movies on sets anymore not like not like we used right. to where it's like clearly on a set um right but that, but that's what i was talking about i was saying like if a movie did the artist route and they and were trying to recreate why, the vibe of a particular that's era. why i asked are you calling but, out la la so, land specifically no i think that so, the issue is that like, know, like someone who thing. didn't do that who said like they kind of no. wanted to do the, the thing but then they didn't commit to it it's it's that's it's it's was, different yeah what i'm saying is like imagine if it was the big production they're looking down on it and then the rest of the time I don't know. They they do like Les Mis style songs where they're all sad and just screaming at each I, other. I think you know, like that's what it feels like. I think like the, the issue Kinda. is that like imagine in a hundred years someone's like, I'm gonna make a movie that's like like the nineteen like the two thousand tens. And then people yeah. watch it and they're like, this is nothing like a Marvel movie. What are you doing? And they're like, actually, it was like supposed to more be like an A24 vibe, but no one watches A24 movies in like, you know, 2100. I think that that is kind of sure. an issue where like, this is kind of like, this is not trying to be 
you know, I know Singing in the Rain is not black and white or a silent movie, but it's not trying to be like a Chaplin movie. It's famously uh, neither one of them. But it's, it's not trying to be a Chaplin movie color. or a Buster Keaton movie. It's, it's, it's not, not trying to be a comedy. Yeah. It's, it's trying it's, to be a melodrama. Right. And guess what? No one fucking watches mm-hmm. silent film melodramas because we barely uh, watch modern melodramas. But at the same time, it's it's pointing you to and, and constantly drawing to mind these like more fun silent I, films, like I, the, the the movies that the lead character are in. Like he's like sword yes, fighting, swashbuckling. Yeah. It's like exciting stuff. Uh, you're even like having these like I keep talking about tap dancing, like that's the only thing old movies do. But yeah, there's like little tap dancing sequences, and, it, and it's like it's making you think it's gonna be that kind of movie, while just being like a, a adult I think drama. that it's more kind of showing all to. of the different types of stuff that were in silent films the swashbuckling yeah. stuff the melodramatic stuff the musical numbers I mean I mean I think Mark is right what silent films have lasted other than the comedies other than right. Buster Keaton and the super pop beat and um Charlie Chaplin and that sort of thing. I guess, I mean, a couple horror movies, but most of the big wave of that was post-sound. I mean, there's like Um, Nosferatu. Black and white movies last. There's like... Nosferatu, I guess, is the other one. There's like the Battleship Patinkin. Trip to a Moon. Trip to the Moon. Yeah. Well, that's like the very first narrative film, so um, that one was going to There's the train station... Um, there's a scene on oh, Paris. No, that's a horse, different thing. Horse runs on a loop. <laughs> All different things. Um, but I, <laughs> what if what if I come to you guys and I'm like, okay, guys, I got a new movie. It's gonna harken back to the early days of cinema. It's just gonna be a horse running, okay? And then I win best. Two picture. seconds long. I mean, the the other thing is that like, so my New Year's resolution this year has been to watch like old movies and like as far back as like movies from like the 1920s and stuff. And I watched like a Charlie Chaplin yeah. movie. Uh, I think like the same weekend or the weekend before I watched this movie, and could like barely put my eyes on that movie for more than 15 minutes before pausing and being like, "Huh, it's what's hard, on Twitter?" Because yeah. like. TikTok is like so engaging where it's like it's so bright, it's so colorful. You get all these words and images and it's so fast. And then like I'm not gonna watch a Charlie Chaplin movie and he's gonna do like the same joke for like two minutes and I won't hear anything but like and it's like I need words, like I need multimedia. See, like I can watch any animated short from that long ago, like any animation mm-hmm. from that long ago, but I'm with you, Mark, where the live action stuff is harder for me to like kind of lock into. Um, but that's because we're dumb, baby. I yeah, and it's so because Mark, our you brains are literally poisoned. It's by, because uh, all the our, media we invest. Our, our attention span is just like decimated by the fact that like mm-hmm. from the age of five, we were watching cartoons. Uh, Which it's crazy that, to think maybe that, that's why I didn't like the artist so much is because I just have brain poisoning. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting to think about like people when they saw a Charlie Chaplin film, what they had been used to is like reading Charles Dickens novels <laughs> chapter by chapter. So like Charlie Chaplin was their TikTok. They were like, "Fuck, this is yeah, fast. this is so fast." Like I'm losing attention like, span. Right. And like, yeah, like they were used to reading like one chapter of Dickens a month if they bought the right newspaper. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> exactly. And like, well, are you well, telling having Quibi? I can in watch. I can watch or eighty actually, minutes of a Quibi, building but... falling on a guy, and it doesn't kill him. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell's yeah! 
Charlie Chaplin was first memes. Um, I mean, no. not wrong. Well, actually, me- memes are referring to uh, societal actually, things. Actually, Charles um, Darwin over and over again. And so, actually, uh, do you think people like hey, reference Charlie Chaplin films to each other in conversation? But like, it was yes. all bo- body language. Yes. Like, they were as annoying as we are. Like, quoting Borat. Do you think that like every uh, construction worker fully. would like build <laughs> build a wall? <laughs> <laughs> I fully think like (laughs) I think every dad tried to do the potato like on the fork dancing thing like I fully do I mean they were so like you hear about that and you hear about like when Steamboat Willie and like uh, those other early like Mickey shorts came out people truly lost their fucking minds like they were massive they were blockbusters as much as they were could be back then I would love to like go back and like truly be a witness to these like dumb idiots who don't know what's coming <laughs> like who don't know any better they don't know uh, what i know imagine being like the critic like walking out of like steamboat willie and being like well that's fine <laughs> like <laughs> it's, people always talk about, which like, i guess the, i guess we some of us fucking did with avatar which is kind right, of doing right. how, how many the, tiktoks do you think the, it would cause it would take to like give someone 1920 a stroke more or less than three literally two i think the second you swipe they will not know what yes it's the swipe you have to be able to do the swipe um but yeah to be a fly on the wall in that they're like why well okay hold on though sorry i was in the middle of a thought sorry but but i'm i'm jumping off the thought you had a minute ago because of the 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 swiping yeah tiktoks sometimes are silent films that's true sometimes it's sometimes it's people just sitting and the music going in they're like pointing to words but like yeah. if if, yeah. if there were subtitles in the artist i would pay more attention <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah yeah well there's the cards but yeah yeah, yeah. But okay sorry chat i was just they it, did it not have me that i was like oh tiktoks actually to, use they could not put film. words on the same screen as a person in in these times no like, they had to splice it together yeah when was the first screening of the um the train going towards camera all right cody's looking this up (laughs) our favorite reference right now movie going if i could go back and just watch those idiots scream (laughs) that would be the funniest thing to me (laughs) just watch them lose their money i mean arrive arrive a train in gara de la ciudad it's called mm-hmm. the arrival of a train. It's fifty seconds. Yeah. We'll just do that. Eighteen ninety six. It is a French perfect short document mm. documentary film. Yes. So yeah. I travel back in time to France so I can watch that screening, watch that audience like lose their mind, and then live a nice long life in <laughs> France, and then kill Hitler, and then I yeah. do my due diligence. <laughs> there you uh, go. I. I think it's funny when you hear those reports too. I, oh, now we're just talking about how we consume old movies, but like right. Psycho, I think is a brilliant movie. I think it's great. I think Absolutely. it holds up. Yeah. But people back in the day truly were like shitting their pants and like passing out. And like yeah, that that's shower sequence was like something they'd never seen. They were um, like, what the? fuck am i looking and just at? like, like the oh my narrative God. decision to like kill off who you thought your protagonist was yeah. at that moment in the middle of this like scandalous like it's like you know it's a naked woman getting murdered it's like a really scandalous scene that you're just not used to seeing 
it, it's um, just so crazy to like hear about that kind of stuff it's like yeah. people like truly were like freaking out what's and yeah. some of it was marketing ploys where they like played up how scared people were what's what's funny um, is that like i mean so moving i mean not completely moving on hugo also nominated for best picture this year also about that goes back more a, back about in time, silent right? films it's set in the 1920s of paris uh much okay. like uh uh another movie midnight. midnight in paris which was also nominated this year sometimes they have themes um but yeah what is going on there's a and actually <laughs> yeah. a character in that is the guy who who directed a trip to the moon and they have a flashback how pissed oh, right oh how pissed do you think Wes Anderson was that he wasn't at this the most French ceremony <laughs> that the Oscars has ever had. He's well, like, he hadn't God made the French damn it. Match yet. Uh, what was uh, he, he made? In 2011, he made Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, no, he was. There were 2012. There were, there were lots of berets, and he there, was though. in between uh, Finesse and Mr. Fox and Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. No, oh, Moonrise Kingdom was the next yeah. year. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah. But okay, so, so talk about Lumiere. Sorry, Hugo. There's a clip of when the train came at the screen. And like, yeah, hell yeah, because I didn't realize that, like, it's not like people were like, I want to go to the movie theater. What's playing? Huh? A train. Wonder what that is. It's like, at like a fest, like a fair. It was like this, you know, imagine going to this yeah. thing. The World it's, Fair. It's the like, World Fair. What's it's this the one going to be? So they're like eating yeah. cotton candy, throwing balls at a dude in a tank or some shit. And they're like, huh, wonder what mm-hmm. this is. And it's a train coming to kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and th- that's how like a lot of theme park stuff started was at World Fair yeah. stuff. That's where right, all yeah. like the, it's, it's a small, small world, world and, and stuff like yeah. that started. It mm-hmm. just, it's really fun. God, it's, we should start being assholes more than I guess what we typically are. And when people, because you know, when people ask you your favorite movie as somebody who's really into movies, it's the worst question of all time. We all really should say the arrival of a train. What if? Because it sounds I like mean, a movie that is like a the big most deal. way to answer that question is like favorite or best or most influential. And it's like my favorite <laughs> is probably like Ocean's Eleven. The best is probably uh-huh. like doesn't want to stay space odyssey. Most influential is probably like horse the, the arrival of a train. Yeah. <laughs> the arrival of a train. <laughs> I mean, that that one changed yeah. everything. <laughs> I mean changed it all. Like nothing. Marvel doesn't exist. Would not exist without, if you without think about without it. Le Tron <laughs> yeah, if you could say it in its original French, French, you're like even more of a horse movie first movie. <laughs> that's what I'm that, That's going to start being my answer for what's your favorite movie. <laughs> so, so it's either the arrival of a train or the horse in motion. <laughs> Those yeah, it's ways. like it depends on the when you ask me, it's like ah, it's so close, but probably <laughs> <laughs> I'm now thinking that I want to add these to my letterbox top four. <laughs> Do it. That would be Mark. It needs my to bit be... with the with the horse one is I just rated it half a star and said <laughs> sucks. I think I also did that. Something similar There's to that. Also, I think I was like, what the fuck is this? It should be like, like horse running, train coming at screen, man and woman uh-huh. kissing, and then and then, Howard, and right. then the artist. Then the artist. Like that, that's the button on the joke. Um, what's funny is Mark, that there if is... If you don't do it, you're There a is another movie nominated this year that is set in like, you know, 19, late 1910s France, which is Warhorse. Like... 
What was going on this year? What was in the water? Do you guys remember like the Shakespeare in Love year? It was like every every movie was either a World War II movie or had Queen Elizabeth in it. Like those were your only options. Well, a couple of years ago, it was the uh, there was Dunkirk and um, yeah. uh, I still think the the other Dunkirk movie with Gary. I still think uh, that that is the only time that two movies have been nominated that have scenes that take place on the exact same day. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Wild. I think that Midnight in Paris and The Artist are pretty damn close. And and, and Hugo, um, I don't actually well, well, Midnight, The Artist is Midnight in Paris. Hollywood. That's true. Yeah. Hugo But Midnight in Paris and Hugo Hugo quite takes possibly. place in like just vaguely the 1930s. Is is it that he goes back in time or that the people come Midnight and see in Paris, him in he goes Paris. back in time and then some of those okay. people go farther back in time with him. Because they do go to like the 1890s. Because so Midnight in Paris, what? Midnight in Paris. I don't know. Why do people Midnight take that movie Paris. seriously? It's not very it's good. It's fine. It's as it good all. as the artist, in my opinion. Um, I mean, I'll agree with that. He like, <laughs> he like, like goes okay. back in time because he's always like, oh man, Paris is so cool, but I wish I was here in the 1920s. And he goes back in time. Yeah, I just really wish. And, 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 and like this. later on in the movie, he's hanging out with like Zelda Fitzgerald. And Zelda Fitzgerald is yeah, like, yeah. oh, man, yeah. I mean, the 1920s are cool, but like, we should live in the 1890s. And they go back to the 1890s. And it's like, hold on, how far back are we going to go here? <laughs> One dude is like, oh, but the dinosaurs. <laughs> and then I would have left. Paris was cooler when Rome ruled it. Honestly, <laughs> that's that's the punch up that that movie needed is all those people stuck in the age of dinosaurs and they can't get back. F. Scott then, Fitzgerald then like, versus Dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. That's cinema, baby. Um, So, I mean, here's the other elephant in the room, and Mark kind of referenced it earlier. Singing in the Rain is about the same thing this movie's about, basically. And that movie's a I fucking masterpiece. In it's so, so good, Chad. What is the plot of Singing in the Rain? It's so good. It's, it's, a, it's, it's somebody a, who was a, not a, a silent actor. film. It's a silent film star wants to be a like a talkie star, but her voice sucks. Yeah. Oh, it's like literally it's, the plot. I mean, uh, kind it's, of. Yeah. They like they end up dubbing her voiceover. This one, it's more about his pride. So this is just a gender swapped uh, Singing in the Rain. Fun. Kind but of, in, in, be, in because this, Debbie Reynolds is the one who's dubbing her voice, yeah. right? In this, yeah. it's his pride that makes him not want to be in talkies because right. he thinks that talkies are bullshit. And singing in the rain, yeah. she's like, I want to be in talkies. It's just my voice is like, you know, bullshit. It's awful. No. I didn't. I had forgotten that that movie was even like about an actor. I like I can think I can picture the big musical numbers, but that's all that stands out. In it's my great. Memory. I that mean, it's movie been is probably so 20 good. years since i've seen the movie so it is truly so good i watched it for the first time not that long ago and it's mm-hmm. one of those old movies that like holds up and holds your attention well it's because time. there are musical right. numbers yeah and i mean it's also it. why west side story remains like i like i like the part when they're like on the one side of the couch and then they jump into the couch and the couch Incredible over mm-hmm. and they're like incredible good morning that's Make the em. uh that's good morning right? my parents yeah. used good morning, to, morning. my my dad wait. would sing that song to me to wake me up what and then make time of day laugh? would he, would he like after a nap okay. <laughs> no it would be in the morning <laughs> uh, make him laugh is a great uh, sequence in that movie mm-hmm. Well, what about the artist? Yeah, we really have not said much about the so, artist. I don't fucking okay, care here's, about here's this Here's another good part of this movie. Maybe the best joke in the entire movie uh, is when okay. he's going to shoot himself. And there's a title card that says, bang, and it's a car wreck. 
Was that supposed to be a joke? Yes. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a joke. He shot himself. Well, yeah, but is that a joke? Well, the joke is that he didn't shoot himself. It's well, a yeah. subversion of expectations. Jokes are often that. Like, you know, it, it's... Uh, I was confused what rich. my reaction... I didn't know what my reaction to that was supposed to be. Truly. Whenever was, was I don't it, was, understand... Was it supposed to be relief or was yeah, it supposed to be... It's, it's relief. Relief and, and laughter, laughter often comes yeah. with relief. Most times when I don't understand something and a French person is tangentially involved, my answer is just, I don't know, it's Probably French. a joke, Yeah. <laughs> Their oh. sense of humor is kind of not what I find funny. I've tried to watch right. French comedies before and been a little perplexed. Hmm. Um, yeah, I this movie's just stupid. The end. Let's talk about the ending, which sucks. Okay, so he's on. He's killing himself. He tries. He's about to try to kill mm-hmm. himself. Yeah, and then girl walks in and she's like, "Have you considered tap dancing?" Yeah. And then they tap dance and the problem's solved. And now he don't want to kill himself no more. It, it really doesn't make a lot of sense because it's his pride the whole time that won't let him get mm-hmm. involved. And she just gets the job for him, which doesn't really track well, with a prideful like behavior. Yeah, think- and then he just dances and his voice is not what you would expect. And then the movie just pulls out and that's something. It? I mean, the, the I thing know. is that oftentimes pride means not accepting other people's help. And, right. and also, he had right. burned a lot of bridges, so he could not make another movie. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that her being like, you know, she had hired his butler, um, which was very nice yeah. for her to do. She had, like, done several nice things for him and then finally shows up at the, his lowest moment and is like, hey, I want to help you pull out of this. And he's like, OK, thank you. Let's tap dance. Why is he like, okay, thank you now? Like, that's what just doesn't fully track. I mean, me. I think, but also, but also just like, I don't care. Tap dancing being the answer to his problem. That's how they fell like in love also... was tap dancing. Okay. Remember earlier in the movie, that scene that you liked? I remember. Yeah. Why am I defending like... this movie? I think this movie is fine. I, I think that it. Mark, yeah, I, hey, it's Mark fine. on Letterbox does have it at four and a half stars. Look, if this is the old, I mean, I have changed that since then. I realized today I did not okay. like it. Uh, it's now, yeah, it's now okay. I was stressed. three stars. If this is the, which I, I think is what we all gave yeah. it. Yeah, this is right in the middle. It is it's a like fine, fine movie. This movie, I don't yeah. think did anything necessarily that wrong. It is just not that I, great. I think, the, I think the ending is weak. For him I to like go to the point of wanting to kill himself and then just like very easily solve the problem. Uh, I don't know. It just, was I guess the bizarre. ideas of silent movies like will wrap up like that. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's why we all gave it three stars is because it's kind of like, listen, it's not bad per se, but I just, it's not that interesting. It is a gimmick fully. Yeah. Um, it, it is just like, a, and it is it's like crazy that a, it reads like film school student has a gimmick 100%. idea. 100%. Like, I'm going to make a movie about the silent film era. And guess what? It's going to be a silent film. Like, that's just I such think an it's annoying, like, it fairly, is insane that a gimmick won best. I think it's ever. pretty yeah. well executed um, in terms of like, it, you know, there are cool shots in it when he's like looking at himself mm-hmm. on the table and pours his drink out. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all of the early tap dancing numbers are cool. Um, I think it like is a functional uh, silent film. There's a reason that why when I was 19 and watched my first yeah. ever silent film, I was like four and a half stars. 
Same. You know I was wrong. the same. I recognize mm-hmm. that. Then I learned yeah. that there are yeah. so for other me, films. I started watching this movie shortly after it won Best Picture and wasn't very interested 10 minutes in and turned it off. This was way back in like 2012 or whenever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my experience prior to this week when I watched it. But it's I th- I think it is the most forgettable best picture winner in our lifetime. I I, uh, I feel pretty confident I with that. I feel like I Bird probably Man. disagree in our lifetime. I mean, we've got like I think uh, Shakespeare of Love, and then Not I, mean, I can't even I can't even remember the name of the Ray Fine English uh, Patient English Patient. But, the, but those English movies very forgettable. Those this at least has a gimmick that you can remember. Like, oh yeah, that was the silent era. I think culturally forgettable, though, like because I think people remember Shakespeare in Love gave us Gwyneth really in a big way. You know, All right, then English... my answer is the English patient. Then I think that's I, the most I still think English patient had a bit more of an I impact. think that it's between the English patient, this and Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. I think Birdman was a bigger movie. Hey, uh, we'll talk about it. Another we movie will. that kind of is a gimmick yeah. in my, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I need to rewatch um, it. It's a movie I gave mm-hmm. four and a half stars when I watched it, similar to what I would have done for I this like movie. I also, I, people, people shit on it. I, I also like think it. that. I do not think Birdman's going to hold up uh, for me. It's my prediction. Spotlight is is a very, best of any of the movies we really talked good. about. Extremely, like, everyone has kind of forgotten that Spotlight won Best Picture. Yeah, um, it's look, it's great. So back Maybe to... one of like, mm, uh, it's it's tough. There are a lot of good ones in the late 2010s. Um, yeah, but spotlight to uh, back to the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't why because why can't we? Because end? we barely there talked was, about the movie. We've actually talked plain about the movie, but Chad, there is a scene you mentioned right. before we got on yeah. the Zoom call. So there's this scene where it's shortly after uh the main character guy george he uh you know is is introduced to like the idea of like talkies and like sound being added into movies and that being like part of it um and then he starts like hearing things like he drops a pin and he hears like all the sound effects enter in and raises like, a lot okay. of questions for me personally did he hear things or was he in a silent film right so but that was what was interesting to me was i thought they were going for this more like expressive uh type of movie um because i thought that i didn't pick up that it was a nightmare sequence until he woke up and then the second he woke up and they abandoned like there were all these like girls like laughing at him and then he wakes up screaming uh, but we don't hear i think that's Um, yeah it was awesome and i was like is this the movie? Like, is it like slowly things start changing, but he's still stuck in the silent era and we're going to like visually and audio audibly see and hear that happen. And I know it's not like helpful to talk about, like, I wish the movie had been this, but I really wish the movie had been, you know, I don't know. That's a cool movie. I don't know how far you can extend that. Like, I don't know. Other people talk to him and he can't talk back. Like, I don't know how, how you make that work for the second half of the movie, but I completely agree. When that scene happened, I was like, Oh shit, I'm fully back in this. Yeah. And then they like kind of lost me when he woke up. That would be a cool premise of like the characters start talking like in the tinny, like mank way. Mm -hmm. But every time he speaks, the card comes up like, yeah, you could do some cool things with it. if You wanted to, kind of uh tell that i think Mm -hmm. it's also like making it literally about someone in hollywood going through this again like 
you know, it's just like do a silent film or a black and white film maybe, but don't make it. I was, I was also trying to think Mm. of if it's about someone who's like stuck in the past in some other way. And it's not just about like being a silent film performer, but it's visually told through being a silent film performer. That's just a totally different movie, but like someone's holding on to like their racist ideas or like whatever it is from the past. And you visually can see it by like, the filmmaking styles yes using using the medium trappings of a certain era to express something rather than just literally being about the thing is is more interesting but yeah it's not what this movie is. i can't decide if that would feel more or less gimmicky i think it would feel less gimmicky than i think it would feel more gimmicky but still probably be a better result so we'd accept it right it would it would be more than the gimmick like this is just the gimmick really right it is so Ooh, I don't want to talk I about have, this movie. I have anymore. one final question okay. before we can go to the Oscar ceremony at large. Um, okay, sure. Do you think that it's because this movie is about the transition from two types of film, right? From uh-huh. silent films to talkies. If, yes. I think that if you made this movie around the time that color film started happening, it would be like, okay, this is clearly an analog to like, you know, you don't want to switch from black and white to color because you feel like you're a purist. It's black mm-hmm. and white. You, right. The only analog I could think for the time period this was released uh-huh. is digital, to, like film to digital. But I also mm-hmm. don't know if that works the same I way. I think film to digital had been going on for a little bit longer. Yeah. In, in 2011, though... That was shortly after Avatar, and shortly after Avatar came all these 3D movies. Uh, everything was getting released in 3D, and like things were like being yep. like The Hobbit was coming out the next year, and it was like the high frame rate 3D. The Hobbit. I also think Slumdog uh, was the first movie shot on digital to win Best Picture. I think you are correct. I that. think that is right. I don't yeah. think it's the last. Oh, no, of course not. I think most movies no. are shot yes. on digital. Uh, it's now. the first to win Best Cinematography. So, and so we are. Whoa. Three years removed from the from it from a digital movie winning best in photography for the yeah. first time. Then may, maybe I mean, but that's the Marvel Cinematic Universe show. was also kicking off at the same. Yeah, I, I I think that I think the modern move, which may or may not be the pitch I've had in my head for Roger Rabbit two for eons now, but it's it's hand drawn versus like CGI, like or it's puppets versus CGI, like that that's kind of like. Mm. a fairly modern equivalent yeah um, or just of, like i mean franchises have always been around but like the obsession yeah, on not. the obsession on franchises is but that's not a stylistic choice so it's it like, is in marvel marvel has of, a has its own style yeah but it's 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 not as like clear as sound or not sound yeah. you know it's not as no like, i mean i don't think there's there has been or i don't maybe not never will be but like a jump as drastic as that I think CGI is is it. I think CGI is the the only I, other. But thing. at the end of the day, you're still like looking at a thing and listening. I to also it. You know I also I mean? think that like, the, to, the the main comparison modernly is theatrical release versus home release or streaming release. Right, I think that that again, would be the, the main thing. But you you, you can't maybe. tell from watching a movie. No, you can't. Um, the 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 Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie is gonna have one of them in two D and one of them in three D, and I think that is a good idea. Awesome. Wait, really? Yes, yes. At least for a section, or at least for a part of the movie, that was weird. the test footage they screened. Yeah, that movie's gonna be weird. Cool. Um, 
uh oscar ceremony at large um this movie do we want to do, do we do cape check alumni? in alumni before or after yeah if we want to okay. do that so first yeah, johnny goodman one. from uh oh brother yes. and probably something the else. only uh prince of the frog um the only alumni mm. okay i wow. just was like maybe cromwell was in something but i, I was thinking no cromwell was not in anything in, like, english patient or something um, one of the ones we forget about I checked. he was not we do have okay. three um <sighs> this three is good cape suck. checks okay <laughs> cromwell's uh, in something cromwell's in something Cromwell is in fuck is he in is it a whole no fuck I'm he's like... actually in two different no 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 movies. shut up shut up he is he is he is shut up he is fuck you it's Spider-Man 3 he is Gwen Stacy's yes. father yeah he's there Gwen you go. Stacy he's yeah, also in Big right. Hero 6 that's right okay, okay cool. oh yeah yeah he is, he is. Um, um, we have John Goodman's gotta be in something uh, does Transformers count yeah, we count. We sure. always count Transformers. <laughs> Who knows John why? But we Transformers. Do. Yeah, he plays like a army uh, jeep in the later ones. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> there's an arrow for Lois Lane from Arrow versus in this movie. I don't. Okay. Know. You guys okay. wouldn't have gotten that. Cool. Um, <laughs> no. there's another TV superhero TV show that is not. It's like an original superhero TV show, not DC or Marvel or anything. Cody watched it. The boys, oh, the boys, older, but who? older, older, a superhero, the tick, no. original. That's based on something. Yeah, that is. It's based, based on, on a comic. But... Original superhero show that I TV heroes, heroes. Hero. heroes. Who in this movie was in heroes? Ah, uh, fucking the, the lead girl, I don't not know. the lead girl. This was, uh, it, this was not her first performance, but. Who is in it? No. Who is the other very recognizable it? actress in this movie? In this movie, that was it's was in it's, this movie for a very oh short time. Missy Pyle, Missy Pyle, Missy Pyle. Was Heroes. Yeah, okay. yeah. She is in like three episodes of Heroes. I think she's like one of yeah, the one of the of cheerleaders, but not like the cheerleader that you have to save to save the world. Well, that's no, she's not. She's here. she's much older oh. than that. But yeah, she can never tell how old Missy Pyle is. <laughs> no, that's Cape Check. Um, this movie made. <laughs> It's fucked up. This movie made $239.3 million on a $90 million budget. That's a hit, boy. When's the sequel coming out about the <laughs> yeah, transition to color? To color the artist. The artist again. Uh, it has an 87 on Rotten Tomatoes, 3.8 on Letterboxd. Both of those are high, in my opinion. I mean, Rotten Tomatoes does. Well, no, the Rotten Tomatoes score makes sense. 87% of people at least shrugged and said it's fine. At, that yeah. at the time, especially. I feel like this is a movie that at the time. people loved at the time. And then, uh, like, as time has gone on, they're like, what were we fucking thinking? 3.8 like on Letterboxd is pretty fucked up, though. Yeah. It feels like a movie at the time where, like, I don't know. Smart people like this movie was like kind of the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. People who know. Oh, if you really about. know cinema. Yeah. Ugh. Now I want to know what people I know gave us movie. Cody, when are we recording the Spider-Man Far From Home episode? <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Why are you asking? I just need to watch that movie. A real, a real movie. <laughs> a real movie. Yeah, I watched ET last night. That was a real. That's movie. a real movie. That's a real. Speaking of real good movies, movie. let's talk about the other nominees for Best Picture. Yeah, I was sure. waiting for you. Um, we've got the artist obviously wins. We've got Ooh. Tree of Life obviously should have won. Hey. Um, it's better. we've got three 
huge directors made movies this year. Spielberg, uh-huh. of course, we've already talked about his movie. A war horse. Was not nominated. War horse was though. <laughs> ten ten, not nominated. War horse. <laughs> Fucked up. War horse, right. not as good as ten ten. Um, no. Nope. Another very nostalgic movie. Uh, a very feel good PG war movie. Somehow. Hugo. Hugo. Uh, no, I think I think Warhorse was PG. Is what I was talking about. It's not. Um. Oh, maybe it is. I, I am not know. sure. It's a hard NC-17. Uh, war- <laughs> well, because you see Horse. War Horse was written yeah. by Richard Curtis, though. So it's like, what if we made a rom-com into a war movie? Um, it's insane. Yeah. Hugo is also like the most feel-good Scorsese movie I've ever seen. Um, we've talked about it so already. It's fine. It would be better in 3D. War Horse is PG-13. Okay. Here's, here's the problem with War Horse. Two hours and twenty. So fucking long. It's insane for a movie like that. It is simply speaking too long. of movies that are way too long. The Help, as long as Warhorse. Was The Help nominated for Best it Picture? Was. Dude, that movie was fucking massive. I, I, I remember I it being massive. It so I didn't long. remember it being like critically it was yeah. a i mean that's where i mean i guess we live in a world Spencer. where the blind side was like nominated for best picture right and so like, and uh, sandra bullock won for yeah. uh i mean octavia spencer won for the help as well um yep. i mean she's she's pretty good, good at it she's good let's see it. here yeah. other other movies we've got extremely loud and incredibly close bad movie really bad not movie. great extremely bad and incredibly bad yeah i got don't him. i think that movie sucks <laughs> it has one of the I feel I feel bad being mean to a kid, but it truly has maybe the worst kid performance I have ever seen in my entire life. Um, as like, like the lead kid. So do you, do yes, you know? It is. Wow, I haven't. Do seen you know what else? So do you know, know what that kid was in before he was in Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close? Kid Nothing? Jeopardy. He was on Kid Jeopardy. Yeah, oh. that, that's where they found him. Remember when they had Children's American Idol? Oh, American Juniors? Yes. Yeah, American oh, Juniors. Fuck. I'm Googling American Juniors because there is somebody big who was on American Juniors. Wait, and really? I can't remember. Yes. American Juniors. Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale was American Juniors. <laughs> yes, that's where she comes from. That. That's incredible. Um, the, the two movies we haven't talked about are what I would consider the other two good movies in addition to like Tree of Life, which is Moneyball and The Descendants. Moneyball is good. Descendants, I think I would not like at all. Yeah, anymore, I don't know how but... I would feel about it. I have it four stars on Letterboxd, um, but really don't know how I would feel about it now. Yeah. I didn't know that that movie was so old. I thought it came on the Disney Channel like way more recently than 2011. Oh, that movie's good. <laughs> that movie's good. That movie, I know how I feel about it. And okay. I just watched Descendants Royal Wedding. Wow. They had to write around <laughs> Carlos because he's not in it anymore. And then um, so the whole thing is like they think Hades is ruining the wedding, but he's not. And then so it ends and it's only 22 minutes long, this particular one. And it ends and it's like there's a tease for an Alice in Wonderland thing. So like maybe like they're going to do like Alice stuff they do a Descendants 4. Maybe. But wh- who would it be the kid of? Because they're all kids of villains. Would it be the, the kid Queen of, of the Hearts? Queen of Hearts, Hearts I guess. Yeah. yeah, I guess that yeah. makes sense. The Prince of Hearts. Or would it be... That'd be it fun be, to have the Prince of Hearts. Probably the, the Jack of Hearts. of Hearts. His name would be Jack. Mm, that's better. That's, that's better. Good. This is Jack, why we have a room yeah, for these they, seven they, things. They would, they would yeah. call him Jack Hart. Or it's um, a kid that's but, ace. Could be. So, could, but... Is the twist that Jack Hart 
turns into a Jabberwocky because like they do that all the time. Maleficent turns into a dragon. Uh, Mal mm-hmm. tries to hold her. Like, I'll tell you this much. You know, he has a pet on. rat that wears a hat or a red pet rabbit. Sorry. That has a hat. It's a little crazy. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. He has a rabbit. Yes. 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 He's all quite of these mad. You know, you, Mark, you know, the mad hair and the mad hatter are two different characters, right? Do you know this? I need uh, you to know this. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're two different characters. There's a rabbit, and yeah, then the rabbit's the running adder. late, and then the hatter. No, 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 just... Chad, Chad, I need you to know that there are two bunnies in the movie, and one of them is the ro- white <laughs> rabbit, and the other one is the March Hare, who is okay, insane. I, I did not with know the this. Mad Hatter. I did so not know this. So those, those two. Then there's the Cheshire Cat. Then there's the caterpillar who the smokes. Cat, I know his, his and, smile stays. Yes, the chess cat. And then yeah. there's the white rabbit who you follow, who's always running late. But that that rabbit is different than the March Hare. Cody, I don't okay. know if I've seen the Alice Wonderland movie. However, my sister did play Alice in a high school production of Alice Wonderland when I was in elementary school. I ran lines with her on the way to school. So you I basically know Alice the plot. <laughs> You should watch the Alice in Wonderland movie. I don't think it's very good, but well, a lot of people I mean, like just, it. Just watch the live action one. You don't need oh, to I have, I've seen, I've seen the live action one, and I've seen the sequel, Alice in Wonderland. Uh, no, no. The looking the Alice looking in the Looking Glass I watched with no headphones on a plane um, yeah. five years ago. And I, I that movie is it. weird. <laughs> that movie is what if there's time travel with Sasha Baron Cohen? It is bizarre. Oh, yeah, dude. And the, the premise of that one is that they have to go in the past to help the Mad Hatter. And you see, like, the mm. Mad Hatter's dark origins. It sucks. The, the, the Mad the, Hatter the, has a dark origin. Yes, 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 yes. I guess yes, that yes. Mad Hatter would have to because he looks yes. like a nightmare. It's, um, it's it's a weird thing where that movie, and it's kind of why I don't l- love the original Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. There's not much of a fucking plot. It is just yeah. like she bumble fucks her way into just weird shit happening and weird shit happens and weird shit's happening. And then she goes home. Which is my criticism of Spirited Away. And you screamed at me when I said it about that. So, but yeah, because that movie's good. All this to say, I have neither seen the Disney Channel Descendants or the George Clooney uh, Descendants. I've not seen either. Uh, One of those I could tell you a lot of things about clearly and the George Clooney one I don't remember well at all, but it's Shailene. It was a big breakout. Uh, The Descendants is also where Jim Rash got his Oscar from. Um, It's about how how corporate America is stealing Hawaiian land from the people that own it. However, the people that own it are also white and named George Clooney. Yeah, it is centered on a white family. It is Mm. weird. Um, Moneyball good, though. Moneyball's good. (laughs) That's a good movie. uh, So the Oscar noms that this movie got, supporting actress, which it lost to Octavia Octavia Spencer, original screenplay, which it lost to Midnight in Paris, which Ugh. That's a win. That is like honestly, Mark, you look this up is what a, was nominated for original screenplay. screenplay um, that bridesmaids oh, yeah. should have won. Oh, bridesmaids story. Casey Chandor was nominated for Margin Call. Oh, I need to watch that movie. I bet it's um, good. Yeah, it looks good. Um, and then it's a. It sounds like a movie Cody and Mark would like specifically. Yes, it's about the 2007 financial crisis. Into ah, yummy, yummy, um, yummy. And then also a separation, which is a foreign, an actual foreign language film, uh, an right. Iranian foreign language film that ended up on like several top ten of the decade lists. So I need yeah. to watch it. Midnight in Paris. I get why it won because it's so quote unquote literary and. Woody hadn't won in a while. Blah blah blah. He also hadn't blah, married his niece in a while, so 
I'm sorry. By niece, I mean daughter. Stepdaughter. Um, so the artist was also nominated for art direction, and it lost that to Hugo in cinematography, which it lost to Hugo. But where it won was Best Picture, Best Director. Who else was nominated in Best Director? Alexander Payne from The Descendants. Martin Scorsese no, for Hugo. Woody Allen from yeah. Midnight in Paris. Okay, glad we missed and that one, I guess. Terrence Malick for Tree of Life. Okay, so it should have been Terrence, but Terrence isn't going to fucking be there. This, like, so this year not... is honestly in every category, you're like, oh, none of these are really great. Oh, Tree of Life. Yeah, I should have won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so so actor was Jean Dujardin. Jean, <sighs> Guys, wait till the late, late, <laughs> wait till the Les Mis episode <laughs> where I have a similar issue trying to pronounce anything French, including uh, Les so Mis, he, the whole word. <laughs> yes. Um, so he was nominated for Best Actor. Who else was nominated um, it, there? Uh, I don't know. Damien Bashir from A Good Life, which is a movie I have never heard of. Um, yeah, George either. Clooney from The Descendants, Gary Oldman from Tinker yeah. Taylor Soldier Spy, and Brad Pitt from Money. He's good in that movie. Ooh. But the problem is that's too quiet of a performance. Yes. Yeah. Like that's so it never would have. So he has to cheat in supporting actor uh, eight years later. Um, it, co- it also won costume design. Tell me what else is nominated there. Let's pick a better um, one. Let me find it. Oh, okay. WE, which is a movie directed by Madonna. Yeah, no, oh, it's got Oscar Isaac in it and James Darcy. I'm back in. Um, mm, so okay. Cast. Uh, Jane Eyre. The hold on, Harry Mark. I'm gonna look up the plot. Probably has better costumes. I'm gonna look up W E because I do think it has a weird plot. Oh, I'm like positive. a weird premise. Um, Hugo. It is. Add another. Auction. Hey, hey. Add another W to that movie, and I'm in. Yeah. Same. Uh, it is a That's Europe. A wrestling joke. I got it. It is a Europe. It is a British royalty movie. It's about the auction of the estate of the Duke and Duchess of Windsor. I don't know. I'm not done. seeing great reviews for it. Um, Jane yeah. Eyre. Oscar Isaac shows his ass in it, though. Okay, you know what? I'm actually back in. Um, <laughs> we're all making uh, kombucha girl faces. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, we're like, <laughs> no, I'm making the you had me, then you lost me. Uh, sound yeah. perfect talk. Um, Jane Eyre, which I tried to say five times, Carrie Fukunaga, Mia Wazakowski, and Michael yeah, Fassbender, Jane Eyre, a movie I will watch as yeah. soon as I finish Jane Eyre, which I am now halfway through. Um, Hugo, we talked about it. And then Anonymous, yeah. they didn't name this movie. Um, no, that, that, you know what Anonymous is? It's a Roland is? Emmerich Shakespeare movie? Yes, it's the conspiracy theory that Shakespeare didn't write his own plays, but it's a Roland Emmerich movie. I need to see this. I forgot about that movie. I remember the trailers for it. Yeah, me too. It's like, what if William was a fucking piece of shit liar, you idiots? And this was like back when, you know, high school was making me read William Shakespeare. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Rafe Spall is Shakespeare. Interesting. How do you spell anonymous? A N O N M Y M O U S. N O N Anon. You can look this up later. Anonymous. Roland Emmerich directing it. Can that we is funny. That Tree of Life is better. Hold on. This movie also won for best score. What else was nominated there, Mark? Okay, this movie had a great score. Um, th- a lot of the score was taken from other movies, I think. Um, although I yes. imagine this was specifically really? the yes. original score. Um, Tintin was nominated. Hugo was nominated. 
good War Horse was nominated. John Williams nominated twice, probably stole from himself. Um, and yeah. then Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy was nominated. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Chad. So this one, and yes, Mark, you're correct that it's technically for the original parts of the score, but it's not like anybody who listened uh, yeah, the voters out and just like, listened to yeah, it. Yeah. But it, it famously takes a vertigo. Um, uh, uh, I probably like noticed it when it was happening. Vertigo is a silent just film, remembered right? It. No, oh, no. oh, it's fun fact. Alfred Hitchcock film. Um, Someone, Kim Novak, who uh, is an actress. Yes. Um, the actress from Vertigo. Oh, she, she claimed. The lead actress in that film. Uh, let's, let's just read this. Read this verbatim for Wikipedia. It's, it's bad. It's um, bad. It's bad. She, she stated that rape had been metaphorically committed in the film's licensed use of portions of the score from Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Yeah, it's a bad mm. quote. It's it's as bad as the George Lucas white slavers quote. Honestly, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, great. it was if it was licensed, then yeah. The director that's... was like, I don't know, we paid. For if anything, it, that is prostitution. <laughs> like the the thing is, I still think it's cheap that they yeah. use it because if you're gonna sure. make a music about silent film, why the fuck are you doing a a Hitchcock homage. A Vertigo, yeah, which is very much not a silent film. No. Why are you pulling that music? Kind of cheap. But yeah. it's was that in the nightmare cool. sequence when he's like screaming? It's, it's I don't know for the sure. Love score was. from Vertigo. Yes. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh so is this movie better than Tree Life? No. Uh no. Tree Life. Hey, we better. also forgot to play what what should have been nominated and what uh what would have been nominated. Yeah. Yeah, oh, let's. Play. I forgot how many games we have on Oscars. Episodes. I mean, we got to stretch this yeah. out somehow. My my should have. <laughs> we're at like an hour and a half now. Like we're, yeah, we're good now. Now, my what should have been nominated no. is Tree of Life. How many nominations? How many nominations? Five. Is is this no, no 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 Mark? This is a ten year. No. Oh, we're 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 lowering yes. it. We're lowering it, and then we expand it. That's yes. the game. Okay. So yeah. So of the things nominated, of the things nominated, Tree of Life, Moneyball, Descendants, The Artist. My five is Midnight in Paris or The Help. Yeah. Look, it's a bad year. I, I think you're probably right. I think I would agree with yours that ends in Midnight in Paris. And uh, mm. yeah, that's a rough top five. You know, you can, I I think that if I had seen Hugo in 3D and been paying more attention, I might've liked it enough to nominate it, but I don't know, man. Is that a 3D release? Yeah. Yep, shot in 3D. It has a lot of sequences that I'm like, Whoa. why is this coming towards the... Oh, it's probably 3D. Yeah. 3D. And so how many total noms were there, Nine. Mark? Okay, I would throw Girl on the Dragon Tattoo as the 10th one. <laughs> that's how I would sure. uh, do that. Um, I think you that, could that's also... What I, would do there. I throw in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Okay, no, but so for arguments, like based on what's nominated... What does that look like, Mark? Would have been the 10. I mean, I think it would have been Tinker's Taylor or Albert Knobs, My Week with Marilyn, Tinker Taylor. I think it I probably think Tinker, Tinker Taylor. Taylor. I, yeah. I think it's Tinker yeah. Taylor with an outside chance that it's Bridesmaids just because Bridesmaids does get two nominations. Um, and it's writing and support. Alfred Knobs got two acting nominations. Uh, so that's probably a better likelihood. But it's Tinker Taylor. It, it's that and one. My Week with Marilyn also got two acting nominations. So. But it's probably Tinker Taylor. Um, yeah, I think so. So, that, but that if tracks. we're picking five of these, that if it had been a five year, would have been picked. I don't think Tree of Life would have made it. I think it would have been the artist. I agree. Warhorse Hugo because they're big names. 
yeah. probably Midnight in Paris because it's a big name as well. And then yeah. probably like Descendants would have been your indie pick, maybe your Juno. Or the help because it's important. Pro- probably the help. The help. I Actually, think it's the help because Extremely Loud is also a big, big director as well, Stephen Daldry. Um, I think it would have been the help yeah. though. I think, I think, I think, I think because that's your one woman movie, mm-hmm. like any women in it, almost period. Um, yeah, With I a think dollar it's, name a woman. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it's the help. I think it's the help. Yeah, I think it is your, a fifth rough year, friends. But I totally agree that Tree of Life probably would have been. It's, unvo- it's not what out. we think should have been. No, but it's just what we think would have been. Yeah, that's the game we play. Yeah. So is 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 the artist. Yes, do we have to vote? I think it's unanimous here. Uh, we it's think unanimous. that the Tree of Life is the best movie of 2011. Great. Hey, t- p- tell people where they can find you and uh, a movie you're looking forward to. I'm going to watch Lamb. Battle Lamb. I don't know anything about it. I think it's like a horror movie by A24. A24. It is Numi Rapace, who we, who? the original girl with the dragon tattoo, the oh, love okay. interest in um, Sherlock Holmes 2. Not the love interest, but she's in Sherlock sure. Holmes 2, A Game of Shadows. And mm. most importantly, mm. in one of the great films, Prometheus. Mm. I have not seen Prometheus. God, um, Prometheus is good. I've only seen Alien. So I need to watch more than that. Watch literally all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. Also, you can find me at Chad A. Oliver on social media platforms, and you can listen to my other show. It's called Lord of the Rings Sentence, where I read a sentence out of the Lord of the Rings every week with special guests. Mark, what's your name and uh, social media and a movie you're looking for? Uh, you to? can. You don't have to. You ask. can find me at Wallington Mark on all of the social platforms. Um. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. Um, watching Tatane, it'll. I will actually have seen it before. I'm so mad. Uh, yeah. Before mm-hmm. the podcast comes out, you can see my review on Letterboxd. Um, very excited. I don't even know when it's going to release wide. I just happen to be going to Nashville this weekend where it is playing. So excited. I am mad because three big movies are coming out and you guys didn't me- mention a one of them. What? I mean, I know so Halloween Kills is Look, one of I'm also looking at that, but like Okay, no, shut up. It's me. So you can find yeah. me at Cody Lunsford underscore okay. on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd. The movies that I'm looking forward to are No Time to Die. Yeah. It's finally yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not looking forward to that movie, so that's why I didn't say that. We don't need chance. <laughs> Anti-James Bond take on this. Me and Mark are excited. But I am also looking forward to Halloween Kills. Yeah, it'll be good. And The Last Duel, the first of the Ridley yes. Scott movies coming first out of this the year. Adam Driver, uh, second yeah. of the Adam Driver movies coming out this year. But the first the of the Adam Driver, false. the first of the Adam Driver Ridley Scott movies coming yes. out this year. Cody, uh, we need to add Adam Driver in the last duel saying the accusation is false to our shared um, reactees. I don't think so, because what he's referring to is a very bad thing, and I don't want to use it as a meme format. I think that's a fun meme format. If someone says something that's not true to say the accusation is false. But the accusation is not false. So, like, I don't like it. But you don't have to be so like... It's a, it's it's Adam Driver saying the it's accusation. It's a movie. Is false. Me, it's a Chris Pratt. <laughs> it's a Chris I Pratt. Had, 
I cannot believe we went the entire episode without talking about the fact Blue that Chris Pratt matter. is Mario. Okay, <laughs> here we go. I got to go to the Hill song. Um, um, I don't know. I'm going to be a governor one Guys, day. Guys, I, I think I've made a decision, and I feel like I should announce it. This is the worst slate of Best Picture nominees um, that we've we, we've covered. It's bad. I think, uh, I think you're at right. At least in a while. I think you're right. There were some rough years in the 90s, for sure. Yeah, but there no, was always there like, was nothing. This was I, rough. I think the worst year in the 90s was probably 97, which was Titanic. I mean, that's actually... I mean, already it's like... Okay, okay. Uh, uh, 99, right? American Beauty... Not great. Starter House Fine. Rules, not great. Yeah, Green not Mile, great. overrated in my opinion. But it's good. The Insider fucking rules. Six Sense fucking rules. It's a good movie. It's a good oh, movie. So no, that's not a bad I year. think that the other, other I think the fact that American Beauty won though is probably yeah, Million Dollar but... Baby, but the Aviator is really good, but Five and Neverland sucks. Ray sucks. Bad, and yeah. Sideways is bad. fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, bad um, um, it's a me, uh, Chris. Uh, the slum dog was it on this? Anyway, was it this? Was it this show or another podcast where we decided that we have to? Maybe it was Spider Man. I can't remember. No, I don't know. What is the thing you're trying to say? <laughs> so we we decided that we have to financially support every Chris Pratt movie. I, so he. Does I did not, not say that. Governor. I did not say that. I said that. <laughs> I've never said that. Maybe you were on franchiseography saying that or something. I or, have not. I'm uh, not on theme park show. Yes, yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe I just said it in real life. Maybe I just said it to somebody. <laughs> Maybe in you real have life. conversations that aren't being recorded. I actually, um, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I saw a friend of the show, Callie Smith, in person, and I think maybe I said it to her that we need to financially support every Chris Pratt movie so he doesn't run for governor. Has he talked uh, about running for governor? He married into a political family. It's yeah. it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, It'd be here in California, too. Exactly. It? And yeah. it would be the yeah, moving to a slightly more conservative California. Yeah. So that would be bad. Hey, Chad, what is the best movie of 2011? Tree of Life. Mark, what's the best film? Tree of Life. Cody, what's the best piece of cinema of 2011? Well, unfortunately, the uh, arrival of the train was in the 1896. So I guess it is this year going to have to be Tree of Life. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. And remember, make way for the young. The next movie we are watching for bonus picky is a movie that I have never seen. Chad, I don't think mm-hmm. has seen it. No, I've, I've seen Ringo. I saw it Mark the has not seen it. Have not seen it. Well, I knew it was one of <laughs> two of us. Uh, so we are watching the film Rango from our boy Gore. Uh, from the Pirates greatest of living filmmaker, Gore Verbinski. Uh, very potentially. He needs to make another movie. I don't, I don't think that's true. I, I, no the, Pirates that trilogy, the Pirates trilogy is great. The Lone it Ranger is. is like a sleeper hit. Rango is fantastic. Care for Wellness Rango. is good. I mean, the Ring uh, is incredible. Oh, I forgot to do The Ring. He's a great Steven, Steven Spielberg is uh, still alive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but so he's, that's, not, that's he's never made a movie one. quite like Gore. He made Indiana Jones. So... Mm. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> so anyway, Rain goes on Netflix. You can watch it there. Mm.
That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>